Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, talk about turning the page quickly. The NHL draft wrapped up yesterday, and tomorrow is the start of free agency. So we're going to do a complete roster reset on where the Ottawa Senators currently stand. We're going to present you with a 23-man roster with some blank spaces that need to be filled with free agents. We have our top five that we drafted, but is it just free agency? Or is there going to be some trade action too? Because the clock is ticking and Alex Dabrinkit is currently still an Ottawa Senator. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 832 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territories in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game at eBay Motors, guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com, let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Today is Friday, June 30th, and while you're listening to this, I am on my way to Ottawa, development camp next week, but Pilsy, this is all free agent preview all the time. Yep, free agency is right around the corner. It comes quick after the draft this year. And this is a year where the Ottawa Senators, their success may hinge on how well they do in free agency. And the funniest part is for years, free agency was obsolete for the Ottawa Senators. They were a non-factor. They were putting up press conferences for Eric O'Dell. No disrespect, <laughs> local kid. But now, off the heels of Claude Giroux last year and a team that is young, looking to take the next step, I think a proper sales pitch could be made to some big-time free agents trying to convince them that they could be the missing piece to get this team over the hump. Well, and the thing is, Ross, with everyone so up against the cap this year and we're seeing so many cap-specific trades, the free agent market may look a little different than it did in years past. So I, I honestly think, Ross, and we'll get into this, but there's one position of need that the Senators, in my mind, will have to fill through free agency. You know what's too bad? There's been a lot of names that have gone for not that expensive in the trade market that I would have been all over for the Sens. Tyler Toffoli comes to mind right away. Igor, uh, what's Sharon Govich? And a third-round pick went the other way. And how about Riley Smith for a third-round pick? Like That's the type of experience that I want to see. The guy's worn the A for Vegas for six seasons, finally wins the cup. Pilsy, is it, how do I say this, star chasing of me to want a big name? Like I don't even want them to be at the top of their game necessarily, but I think it's important for the Senators, and we're going to get into what exactly positionally and who the best fits are, but I think name recognition could do this team some good. For me, that would have been the case before Claude Giroux came in. Claude Giroux gave you that validation. And I think that's fine. Because I think now the Ottawa Senators, I think people respect their core group enough and see the potential of this young group of forwards and even on defense that that's not really a case anymore, at least in my opinion. 
like Claude can rip the iPad away from Timmy when he goes to it after a one giveaway and he's, he's looking at 17 different angles of it and Claude can just rip it out of his hands. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think some veteran presence would be good, but I'm not uh, out there looking for uh, Hollywood stars or anything. Right, but I just mean guys who might have been stars. The name, you know where I'm going with this. Corey Perry would just be ideal, but he doesn't come up on either of our top five free agents that we drafted by ourselves before the show. We didn't want to pick the same guys like we've done in the past for certain things. So we thought a draft would be a fun way. And you can vote on, and let us know who you think has the best five guys. We Ross tried- didn't want to lose another list is what he's getting at here. Cause I think the, uh, the goalie list, that was a lopsided poll there. And when Saros plays the next five years in Nashville and Jeremy Swayman's the goalie of the future in Boston, we're both going to be idiots for even having them at number one. But it was too too easy not to. But why I have Corey Perry as a discussion here, Pilsy, before we get into all of it, is it's just not realistic. I don't think that he's going to come to Ottawa. His rights were just traded to Chicago, so they have 24 hours to negotiate with him. Of course, there's the pull of playing with Connor Bedard and... Chicago's not a bad city, no matter what stage of the winning cycle the team might be in. But I just, I mean, he's played for Montreal before. It's not that he's not going to come to Canada. I just think for a guy who lost in the playoffs this year in the first round, but had previously been in three straight finals and lost all three, I think he's going to be chasing with a team that's closer to the Stanley Cup than Ottawa. Yeah, and that's fair, but I, I think, uh, like, imagine hearing 10 years ago, Claude Giroux and Corey Perry are on the Ottawa Senators. Like, oh, my God, that would be incredible. I, I'm i not ruling it out, but I do think Chicago will be able to offer him a real nice idea there that can give him a big one-year term and say, hey, look, if you don't like it, we'll flip you at the deadline, right? So I do think Chicago went into that with a plan, but uh, Corey Perry would definitely have been on the list had that move not happened let us know in the comments who the top player on your list would be for the ottawa senators to go after in unrestricted free agents realistic though let's put that asterisk on there so what's unrealistic give me those names i guess we'd be here a little while i don't think patrick kane or patrice yeah. bergeron or jonathan taves are coming to ottawa or tarasenko or uh you know guys like that where if you say a player that's on my list, just to like twist it and get the pandering going, pandering pills. He was in the comments the other day. Uh, I think it was about your brand comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone calls you positive pillsy. Prognosticating pillsy was going around this year too. Yeah, Ross, uh, the guy that you have at one, I'm just going to completely shut down. I'm going to try to make your top choice look so bad that I just get another victory here. I don't think it's that far-fetched for you to make it seem <laughs> like a long way okay i took a swing let me know in the comments but i will explain my reasoning next you're listening to locked on senators today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at ag1 athletic greens guys ross and i are trying to get more healthy this summer and we're two simple guys you know that the best way to do that is with a simple routine just one scoop of AG1 in your cup of water every morning, and you're going to be getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, uh, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more, so you can start the day off right. The blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, aging, and all of these things. It's also lifestyle-friendly. So if you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's all good for you less than one gram of sugar, and tastes great. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and 
arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is head to athleticgreens.com slash locked or slash NHL network story. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from AG1. All right, Pillsy, packed show here. It's free agency tomorrow, but we've jumped the gun. We've signed a restricted free agent going into Canada Day weekend. The Glebe Central Pub is back for another year. The Glebe Central Pub is back. We're already talking about what we can do with live shows, with the bus ride, boots on the bus. They go round and round, and we are back with Glebe Central Pub. So head to Glebe Central Pub. And get ready for postcast season coming up. Yeah, this was a huge uh, thing we wanted to get settled. We love the Glebe Central Pub. We want to continue our relationship with them. And if you guys thought uh, the meet and greets, the buses, the live show, if you guys thought that was amazing and that was our ceiling, just... uh, Buckle up on the bus. Uh, we'll just say that. We got a lot of fun things planned. And we already know the home opener. And it's on a Saturday afternoon. So oh, things could get very interesting there. They're always the best. In October in Ottawa, it doesn't get better than that. The leaves are changing colors. Hockey season's upon us. And we're going to have a great time. Not only at the home opener, but Pilsy, you're coming to Ottawa next week too. Got a little engagement party on Tuesday. But Monday is all work at the LOSP headquarters. We're going to be at the CTC banking some interviews. We're going to stop by, see Igor, see Stephen Halliday, and uh, maybe make some special stops with meth as well. Uh, that didn't come out the right way. We'll go see. <laughs> uh, but really excited for this trip to Ottawa as well. Pilsy's first time in Ottawa in the summer. So if you see him, hand over the sunscreen, buddy. It's going to be hot and smoky uh, in Ottawa. But I'm fired up to be home as well. Canada Day, great time to be in Ottawa. But Pilsy. The phones are going to be off the hook at the CTC on July 1st. How busy do you think Pierre Dorian could be? I'm so intrigued to see whether day one of this free agency is going to pop or not. Because it's not like years past, Ross, where like you already have guys going places. Like Claude Giroux to Ottawa. Like We were puffing our chests out and being really confident, but it, it was pretty much a done deal. Like That was something that everyone had kind of settled on. So... I at least I haven't Ross maybe you can correct me if you've heard but I haven't heard of any kind of slam dunk signings on the way I've heard of two two Milan Lucic to Boston oh yes true good call yep and Connor Brown to the Edmonton Oilers oh it just makes so much sense it, it makes so there? much sense the and Connor, Connor McDavid Brown, yeah David that's what I mean junior teammates yeah. uh fun fact Connor Brown led that team in scoring yeah, he's the Gabe Perot of that uh, Erie Otters team. But I also think McDavid went to like World Juniors. He missed a bunch of games anyways. Yeah, that is important to mention, absolutely. <laughs> but that that sucks, though, because that's the guy they need. Yeah. Damn. But honestly. And he'll take a discount, too, to play there. I mean, he's coming off a game where he played four, a season where he played four games. He would have probably been a, a, he probably would have been a pick on my five. Same. If I didn't think he was already gone before we get to our picks though, let's pull up where the sends are at right now. 
Because I think that's pretty important, the reset. We've been so focused on the draft, Pilsy. So focused on the draft. And if you missed yesterday's episode, go check it out. We profiled all five of the newest senators. Shout out Hoyt Stanley, Matthew Andonovsky, Owen Beckner, Vladimir Nikitin, and Nicholas Van Tassel. Nice. Nailed them. There we go. This guy knows his Sens prospects. Later today, at some point today, we're going to find out the roster for Sens development camp. Right now, Ryan Bonus is on the phone. Trent Mann's on the phone. They're trying to get a few undrafted players, I bet, to come up to Ottawa for development camp next week. So when see. that comes out, we'll tweet it at Send Central. As I mentioned, as you're listening to this, I'm on a plane to Ottawa. Coming home. He, it's coming home. All right. Where are the Senators right now? They're in a situation where there's probably more blanks than we expected for where the team's at in its cycle, to say the least. Remember how going in to like the 2018-19 offseason, Pilsy, we're like, we have no clue. They have five third lines. (laughs) They're all on two-way contracts. Right now, the only two-way contract of all the players listed here is Jake Sanderson. Is it okay with you, Pilsy, if I put Jake Sanderson's two-way contract in pen on the NHL roster next year? Yes, uh, <laughs> that is okay with me. Okay, so do you want to just run through where they're at right now with the locks, and then we'll fill in the blanks together? Again, if you're watching on YouTube, it's up, but we want to take care of our audio listeners as well. Yeah, we love our audio listeners. Okay, first line. In This is in pen for me. I, I don't see any need to erase this. It's in hieroglyphics, Pilsy. Wow, even hieroglyphics. Okay, I'll, I'll go permanent marker. I'm not quite uh, etching the stone in here yet, but... Left wing, Brady Kachuk. You know center. what I'm doing with it? You know when they pour cement, you put your foot, you get your footprint in Oh, it? nice. Yeah, I'm writing Kachuk Stutzler Giroux in the cement. There you go. So that's the top line. Uh, Debrinkat is, an, is <laughs> on an he, island. He's his own category. Uh, he's got one asterisk here. <laughs> he's his category. Ooh, nice. I like that. Uh, with Norris and Batherson. Blank, left wing, third line. Pinto, RFA, but he's coming back. Joseph, right wing. Rumor has it that Pierre Dorian has discussed everything from a one to eight year contract with Shane Pinto. Yeah, there's options. That's for sure. On the fourth line, left wing, we got Parker Kelly, center, Mark Kaslik, and then fourth line, right winger, blank. And then we've left the two extra forwards, blank as well. On defense, Shabbat Chikrin, Sanderson Zoo, Brandstrom. And JBD, because as Pierre Dorian told us, uh, that spot on the right side, bottom pair, is JBD's job to lose. He's got the inside track. And then we've got one extra defenseman. And then in the crease, we've got the 1A position blank, and Forsberg takes the 1B, and Sogard is the third goal. Why was it important to you for us to put the underscore, the 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 fill-in-the-blank, above Forsberg, not under him? I just feel like if this team's going to have success, they need a guy that is going to be a 1A. I think the Ottawa Senators will be a tandem goalie system. We're not going to be a traditional starter backup system. Just with the way Forsberg is, I have trust in him to play more than 20 games. I think he can play anywhere from 25 to 35. And you're going to want to pay a guy, a 1A guy, to make up for uh, you know the 65% of the games he's going to play. So that's the way I see that. And that's no disrespect to Forsberg. I think being a 1B goalie in the in the NHL is is a tough job and a pretty good gig. You know what the first thing that, that really pops out to me in this, Pilsy? It's not what a lot of people are looking at, which is third and fourth line. 
it's seeing the double asterisks next to both on the third pair and Brandy and JBD. And like, I think the flexibility that they can create with that, if they do come in at really low contracts could allow them to get a few guys who are high on my list of UFA targets, but I'm almost a bit worried at that. Like we talk about Travis Hamannick and the reports are that they want a little more money than Ottawa's willing to go right now. And I, if I'm Ottawa, I, I just set my my price. I'm not really willing to negotiate that deal with Travis Hamannick. I'm content with with letting him walk if it's more than what Nick Holden made last year. I'd probably make an exception and go up to 1.5. I know in the past I've probably said 1.8 as, as we've kind of neared. But now that we've really kind of clamped down on the cap and, and what could affect everything around it, I think 1.3 to 1.5 is the highest that I'm willing to go with Travis Hamannick. But without Hamannick, let's say Hamannick priced himself out. Pilsy, I think all of a sudden you're looking for a veteran defenseman to be that seven. Let's remember, Ottawa had 12 or 13 defensemen play next year. I just think having two inexperienced guys or at least younger guys, I think you need more than that. I think you really need to get at least one more guy in the in the defensive core. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I'm i of the mind, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm of the mind that Hamnick will be back. I think he liked it so much and he's got enough money in the bank that he's willing to take a bit of a pay cut to stay here for one year and see how things go. So, but if he's not coming back, I think you need to find Nick Holden, Travis Hamnick type and Jacob Larson isn't quite that guy. So I, I do think that would be something they could look at. One, uh, this is the problem with recording episodes the night before. Um, well, whatever. We're going to let it fly because we can't We can't restart. Corey Perry has just signed an extension with Chicago Blackhawks. So he said it was a likely situation. Elliot Friedman just reporting. Full disclosure, we're recording here at 11 o'clock at night. So we pushed it as late as we could. Corey Perry will be in Chicago. Good thing neither of us had him on their list. What's the deal? Uh, it's going to be around what Nick Felino made. So $4 million deal. Yeah. One- that's pretty sweet for Corey Perry. And then they'll just retain that salary and send him to a contender. Oh, wait. I just pulled up the same 23-man roster, but Alex DeBrinket's gone. <laughs> he gone. It just shows you how much work needs to be done up front with Ottawa. There's four empty spots in the top 12, and that's if you're okay with Parker Kelly being the fourth-line left wing, which I, I think I, I'm going to come around to it. I think in a perfect world, it's a tandem situation for that where you're kind of in and out of the lineup. And a lot of the sense depth, has gone. That's why we put the two extra forwards. I think Ottawa needs to sign these many NHL bodies, and that's why it's tough. Or you hope that Yuri Schmeichel can come out and, and earn a spot in training camp, or Igor Sokolov just bangs down the door and says, yo, put me on the third line, move Joseph to left wing, and that's your third line. Or you put Igor, hey, he's Russian. I know he's he's been in North America playing forever, but that off-wing Pilsy that those Russians like, Put Igor at left wing. That's something we've never really thought of where he can get to his one timer a little quicker. But Yarventi's another one. Like you draft and develop to develop. And it's time for, I think, at least one of these spots, Pilsy, of the three that we have for NHLers without Debrinket. Even if a guy comes back for Debrinket, I think one of these spots has to be filled internally. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, uh, Look, for my money, it's Igor Sokolov on that third line. That's what that's where I see him. Like you said, I, I, I'm more of the mind, get Joseph on the left, Igor on the right. Okay. Um, but I, I do think that's a possibility, and we've got faith in our guy, and I, I think it's it's time that something like that needs to happen. And then maybe maybe a Kelly Crookshank situation. I talk about a, uh, a tandem situation. I think Kelly and Crook are going out similar type player so you wouldn't have to really change the game plan of how that line plays i think that 
Crooker would probably tell you that his player comparable is kind of a Parker Kelly right now. Like, good defensively, kills penalties, block shots, and can provide offense from the crease in. He told us on our live stream, if you missed it, go check it out on YouTube, that uh, he's trying to get his his length game going, his long-range game, to score goals from further out because he recognizes that you could take a tape measure and get his 25 goals, and you might not go end-to-end in the ice if you if you added each one to it. Like, this guy's a menace around the net. So I wouldn't mind that, but... I think coming up next, Pilsy, we should probably get into like who should fill these blanks. I think that's a pretty important concept here that we need to figure out going into free agency. Yep, it's time. We we each made our five picks. And yeah, we decided to do this in a draft order so that it's not uh, so so easy that you just get all the top guys. So I think it's time to get to that. And then after, we'll wrap up today's show with a new member of the I Want to Brink It Club, the New York Islanders. What do they have to give us? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. All right, Pilsy. I want to give stick taps to us. I really want to take the time and pat ourselves on the back. 61 draft profiles, man. I really, like, I, I woke up this morning... Being like, wait, do I like delete all those files I have on my computer for this draft? I have like literally 300 files with all the social clips we put out. See, Ross, you're talking about doing that on your computer. I essentially do that in my brain. Like I've now deleted uh, most of those draft prospect profiles and I've made room in my brain for more gigabytes of possible free agents. It's wild how we can move on from season to season, but that's the beauty of the NHL and sports calendar that keeps us coming back oh, year after year. I love the sports calendar. Oh. I'm already excited for next draft, but please don't come till next year. You know what I mean? <laughs> next draft. Nice. I love it. No, like I love the feeling during it, but now it's like, okay, I don't need you for 360-ish more days. Yeah, cool. Like, oh, nice. hey, I like that. I'm glad everyone kind of rides with us and we're getting into interview season coming up soon. But right now it's, how the heck do we rebuild this this roster with all these blank spots in case you're just joining us? Because we're going to start putting timestamps underneath for each segment so you can just click through. And we want you to t- check out the whole show. But if you're listening in the car and you're like, oh, I wanted to see when they put that graphic up. And now you can click through pretty easy and find it. So, hey, which one do you want to ride with? Bingo, bingo. The brinket is gone. I... If you don't want to be here, leave. <laughs> That's such a, at the end of two days of draft coverage type take from you, Pilsy. You're like, you're like, I'm just tired. Like, if you don't want to be here, just, just leave me alone. Yeah. Like we, and, and we'll get into this. Maybe we'll start the conversation off like this, Ross, is when I'm looking at filling to Brinkett's spot, I'm hearing a lot of people toss around the term. We need a top six forward. We need a top six forward. That's fair. But I, I want to change the narrative on this a little bit. And let me know what you think about this, Ross. A top six forward is a guy that can play on both lines. Would you say that's a fair, fair statement? Yeah, I would. I don't think the Ottawa Senators need a top six forward. I think the Ottawa Senators need a number six forward. Because we already talked about this with Debrinket. Like, there's at least four guys, like Stutzla, Brady, Norris, Giroux, that are more important and that were ahead of Debrinket anyways. And I would even argue Batherson might have been at that point. So they don't need a guy that has the skill to play on a top line. They need a, a third player 
on a second line, in my opinion. So that's where my mindset is going when, as we move ahead to try to find players to fit in here, because Alex Dabrinkit on other teams is probably a two, three, four guy on most teams, but just in Ottawa, it didn't work out that way. And look, honestly, if Dabrinkit leaves and we're not sure of the return, Josh Norris essentially fills in his production. So, I'm, that's why I'm at the point where we don't need a top six guy. We need a number six guy. Does that make sense? Top six guy out, middle six guy in. Yeah, but no, see, I don't want to stretch it as far as middle six because they do need a guy that can play on that uh, second line. And that's not like a supporting role on a third line. You know what I mean? So I, I'm going to go with they need a six or a number six or number seven guy. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And when you look at like the Carolina Hurricanes, look at the Vegas Golden Knights. They had Brett Howden playing with Stevenson and Stone. It's yeah. about getting the right guy there, not necessarily a guy who is the the guy. Like you nice. can have third yeah. best player on a line. That's what you're saying. You that's want, a good way to put it. Yes. You want a third best winger on the second line. Yes. So who do you want? Clearly you would have drafted him in with your first pick if you want him so bad. Well, no, there is a much, much more important need that I went with for my first pick. Explain it. Are you going to put the graphic up? I don't want to. Yeah. So, okay. You you see at the bottom when I share my screen um, or no, we'll, we'll just pull it up old school. We're going to figure out a way to make it because I want us to be in the corner. I like being able to explain with it, but I can't pull it up that way just yet. So we're going to do it old school. These are our top UFA targets, and there's going to be a little more suspense if you're in your car or listening because we've got the targets pulled up here. We got the audio people on a, on a hook here, Ross. Well, since you made the first pick, I think you should go first. Alex Kalorn had the most points out of any free agent, is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, brings pedigree, would be coming close to home where he's from in Montreal, and he would be able to to be pitched because he was always guess what the third best player on the second line or the best Mm -hmm. player on the third line yep you come to alex kaloran and say you are going to be a leader on this team you're going to be a part of the core you get three four five six years i don't even care He's, he's 29 years old 29 right yeah he's right around there and what he is is a player who is okay because i think some people will remember he broke his leg sorry he's let me rephrase. Three-year contract. He's th- he's 33, okay? He's a little bit older. Okay. Three-year contract. He is one of the most durable players of this free agent class. Yeah. 82 games, 82 games, 82 games, 82 games, 82 games. And I think that you could pitch him on being a big part. And the story behind the Sens, you know how you keep hearing like, oh, the Blake Coleman's, the Barkley Goodrows, they helped propel Tampa? Yep. That's what he could do in Ottawa. He could be that guy that really elevates his team. That's my pitch. I don't know if he takes it, but he, to me, is the best forward free agent on the market, and I want him in Ottawa now. That's a great pick, Ross, and I think that's exactly the type of player I was talking about with my little spiel there. And bonus points, you get the big name recognition you talked about. You get a guy that has heaps of playoff experience, and you get a guy that can now be a part of your top penalty-killing unit. So, you know what? I said I was going to try to knock down your pick, but that's a great pick. And not only that, he's going to play on the power play. He just had 64 points, 27 goals, career highs in both. Good year to have it. Shot 19%. His career high is 20, though. Shot 20%. 
in 2019-20. Damn, yeah. He six goals that year. He's a solid he, player. He's a solid player. Six. But you're, you're going to pay for that. That's the thing. And you're well, going to overpay for that in free agency. But I have Dabrinkit's empty salary. Yep. That's what I'm feeling. This is the perfect Dabrinkit replacement where you're not paying that absorbent $9 million. You're paying $6 million. I would give him, you know what I'd give him? The Giroux contract. Three years, $6.5 million per. You might, you might have to to get him. So you, I, I'm glad you're comfortable with that. And just for people listening and watching, we're doing this under the realm. And I, I'm not saying this will be the case or is what we think is going to happen. We're doing this under the realm that we don't know the replacement for Alex Dabrinkit. So let's just say th- there is no replacement for Dabrinkit yet. And that's why this conversation is going. If there's any money back with Dabrinkit, you probably take a pass on Kalorn or you can't yeah, exactly. be the best bidder. Because he's coming off a, a exactly. steel contract where he's making 4.45. But I think we should move on from, from Kalorn to some other options, especially some realistic ones. But if you want to swing for the fences, my first two picks are swinging for the fences. Ross, I would even say my first pick is swinging for the fences. I'm going with Frederick Anderson here. He's the perfect 1A goalie, 33 years old, 6 foot 4, 230 pounds, and he's coming off a great season in Carolina, 21-11-1 record. Oh, great. Let me dial that back. That's pushing it because he did have a 903 save percentage and about a 2-5 goals against, but that's better than any goalie in Ottawa. That's for damn sure. But And then in the playoffs, let me say that. He had a great playoffs uh, with uh, 1.83 goals against and a 927 save percentage. And this is a guy that I'm confident the Sens can can hit these average numbers. 2-5 goals against and a 905 save percentage. That is a low bar to hit, but I think with the Sens scoring – and now adding Chikrin on defense, they just need right around average goaltending. And I think Freddie Anderson can get that done for them. I think you're probably going to have to do a three-year deal with him. And I think it's going to have to be close to $5 million a year. So, look, you got you to gotta get a goalie here. And I'm of the mind that the only way the Sens will get a 1A goalie is through free agency. And Frederick Anderson is the top choice, in my opinion. I think that's a great pick, Pelzi. Like, I wish I could tell you it wasn't, but you know what? And we're just going to leave it like this. I think this is good enough. I, I want us to be able to, to to leave it up the whole time while we're chatting here if you're watching on YouTube. So ignore the Canva backgrounds, but I think it's it's good to have up while we're talking. And Freddie Anderson is a fantastic pick. We talked about that on our goalie show. He was one of, I think, two goalies, well, other than the first two we had switch, but we each had Freddie Anderson on our list as well. And he's the most realistic one because Saros and Swayman ain't leaving where they are right now, I think realistically. So Freddie Anderson would be a huge get. And I want you to explain to me your second pick because to me, it's a good pick, but I think if you're going to pay that range, you probably want a guy a little bit younger than Thomas Tatar. Yeah, that's totally fair. He's 32 years old in New Jersey. Yeah. 32? How old did you think he is? 35. Easy. So he's 32. So I didn't think it was that. He's younger than Kalorn. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Like, you're you're selling my picks for me here. Okay, this is nice and easy. Okay, they played the exact same amount of games almost. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and he had 20 goals, 28 assists last year. I feel like he was that number six guy in Jersey, maybe five six guy. Uh, if if I had to check. Uh, I think you can get him at a decent price. He's already played in Montreal, so he kind of knows the vibe in the area here. And I just think that 
I, I kind of went about this as if you're getting Freddie Anderson and Tatar. Like I didn't swing for the fences top six like you did with uh, Kalorn and Bertuzzi, but I just think that Thomas Tatar would be a guy. He's going to get you 20 goals, and I think that's all you need with Josh Norris getting back into the fold, and I'd like some veteran presence up there, and that works for me. I just worry that he's he's more of a cerebral player than what the Sens like. I feel like he's like a hold on to pucks in the neutral zone and like more of like I feel like he could almost struggle the way DeBrinket did on the dump and chase. And as long as DJ's coach, it does have to be brought up. Whereas I think I did two like rabid four checkers. That's kind of what I want on the line with with Norris and Batherson. And that's why I went with Tyler Bertuzzi, who again, I think he's gonna go to the highest bidder. I think that might be outside of the senators' range. But if I'm looking at the types of forwards that I want. If I'm Pierre Dorian right now, I know that my career hinges on DJ Smith's system succeeding because he's given him the the arm. He's like, we're in this together, buddy. They need DJ. I think DJ Smith is going to have more influence than a lot of fans want DJ Smith to have in who the players are because now, now Dorian's pit, hitched his wagon to DJ. So I think that we could see that feisty type that we know Dorian loves or DJ loves, sorry. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I like Bertuzzi, but he is going to get paid this offseason. And I think Boston is trying their best to clear room to keep him. And I think the thing is, if you're a team that doesn't have the snarl and uh, type of player like Brady Kachuk on your team, then you're paying whatever to get a Tyler Bertuzzi. But they've got Brady Kachuk here, so I don't think they need to overpay to get that type of player on their second line. So I have Alex Kalorn one, Tyler Bertuzzi two. And Nick Bukestad at number three. I was surprised he wasn't in the the Coyotes trade with uh, Chikrin last year. He ends up going for a third round pick to Edmonton instead, like a couple days later. And I went to go see him live against his old team soon after, right after the trade deadline when when I was at Mullet Arena. And man, he stands out not only because he's six foot six, but he's a good penalty killer and really soft hands. And again, maybe plays a little lighter than you would you would want a guy six six to play. But he was a presence defensively in my next two picks. I just want to do three and four together because I feel like we're going a bit yeah, long on it. this. But three and four together because Pierre Engvall is another long, quick skater, probably a faster skater than Bukestad. But again, yep. those would be like responsible bottom six guys who can each impact the game on the penalty kill. Yeah, I like both those picks. They were going to be on my list if you didn't take them. Uh, my number three is Ryan Reeves. I, I just think get a guy in here that can kind of support the culture and the vibes of this, plus the size of him. And he's still a guy like people say that he's washed, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He had 15 points in 61 games with the wild last year. Like that's enough points that he's still uh, impacting the game. And I just think the physicality that he brings, like he's an upgrade on Austin Watson, which I'm looking for as long as you don't have to pay him too much. And he's going to win every single fight. He's a mutant. That's a, and the boys feel bigger when he's on uh, their side. And you made a great uh, connection with the Kachuk family too there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Revo originally, uh, when did he play in St. Louis? He played, oh, wow. a lot. yeah, he, he was drafted by them. He played like six years there. And so he's definitely aware of the Kachuks and he knows what, uh, br- what Brady uh, leadership is going to look like, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he just missed Keith Kachuk by a couple of years, but obviously Keith Kachuk is really a part of that team uh, as well. So I think that would be kind of a nice, fun element. And everyone plays bigger when Ryan Reeves on their team. If you hate him or love him, you have to understand that. You're going a different way for number four, though. Evan Rodriguez is more of kind of a skills forward player. 
Yeah, so Evan Rodriguez is the type of guy I I want to have on my third line, but in a pinch, if you need him to play some time on the second line, he can do that. And I've liked him ever since he was in Buffalo, and I thought Pittsburgh got great value there, and then so did Colorado. So that's a guy that I'm seeing more as a as a fringe third line, second line guy. Okay, Evan Rodriguez signed late last off season. Yeah, because he was looking for big bucks, which he deserved, but he couldn't get, so he tried to join a good team. Kind of like Duclair ended up doing too, and then was able to get paid on his re-signing. He's a name that's been out there. Could be interesting if they go the trade route, but trading with the division is always kind of finicky uh, for me. And I just I don't think DJ and Duclair would uh, see eye to eye. Yeah, didn't wasn't he leading the Sens in goals when they traded him? He was killing it. Yeah, he was. He was one of my favorite players. Yeah. But that was under DJ, right? That was DJ's first year. It was, yep. Interesting. I'm going to keep that name. We'll cut this and clip it if uh, if he does get uh, get traded to Ottawa. I doubt it. But number five for you. Vlad Nemesikov. This is my Swiss Army Knife guy. Just look, probably on your fourth line, can play on the third line, play center, left wing, right wing. He's been in Audible before. He kills penalties. He can provide a little bit of offense that's why I went with him for my last pick, just a versatility veteran. Okay. I went with a defenseman. I went with, uh, who'd I go with here? I know I was between <laughs> I went with Ryan Graves. Yeah. So the reason I had to ask myself that is because I had Ryan Graves. I had Carson Soucy. I had Radko Gudis or Travis Hamanick for the right price. Like I think they need a veteran right shot or left shot. I actually don't care because Brandy could play both sides. I expect Brandy yeah. back next year. JBD in and out of the lineup. I just don't want to put him as like, cemented in just yet but maybe that's maybe that's too cautious of me maybe i'm taking a page out of patience pilsy pilsy preaching patience nice i I really think that they need a defenseman and ryan graves i think the senators were interested in him when he was traded initially from colorado for two seconds and a prospect from new jersey but it seems like i mean (laughs) nobody blames them they have luke hughes coming they have seaman nemich coming but like Man, Ryan Graves would be a DJ-type player, and he would be an upgrade on Travis Hamanick. Big time. Yep, I'm a Ryan Graves fan for sure. And he's good East Coast by too, so he'd fit in there too. <laughs> so those are our five picks each. Now let us know in the comments who you'd like to see become an Ottawa Senator, whether it's tomorrow or beyond. And a reminder, Locked On Senators, long weekend or not, if the Sens make a major signing, we will have a live reaction video. Probably not a live. We're pretty busy this weekend. But we will have a two-minute video, something like that, to get you the latest of how we're feeling about any moves the Senators make. Pilsy, final thoughts, and please make it about Debrinket. The final thoughts for me is, yeah, the the Debrinket trade is getting interesting here, but I think we're not going to see anything soon. Uh, I think it's going to be another – when does that our meeting happen? Have they announced a date? haven't announced a date it will be sometime in august though a reminder and i know that calgary didn't file for this reverse arbitration so i'm glad you brought it up but the matthew kachuk trade was on a random friday night at 10 p.m in late july yeah yeah so that's something we could see there uh we talked about in the intro so i'll bring it up but uh there are rumors that the islanders could be interested now it's to bring it I think they're on. They're the lowest team on my list for a trade partner. They they don't have much that I'm interested in. What I am interested in, they would never part with. Noah Dobson. Yes, or a Sorokin. <laughs> Those are the only two guys. That's basically it. Honestly, that's basically it. They have an age like. Would you do it for Bo Horvat? Oh, I thought you were going to say Pajot. No, um, no, no. And they're not. Tra- they're not trading Horvat. 
Pajot would be a fun throw in. No. No, come Too on. Too much money. How much you make? Six mil? No. Five. 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 For six years. Yeah. Great guy. Got a boy pager. Yep. Yeah. You spend that money in the Ottawa economy. Let's go. Just like Erica Branson. Get all these Ottawa boys paid. That's my final thoughts. More money for Ottawa boys. More Shawarma Palace for Ottawa men. Let's Hell go. yeah. I cannot yeah. wait. Pillsy, I'll see you at Shawarma Palace Monday in, in our nation's capital. We're really excited for that. Really excited to get you live interviews for the first time. I'm a little nervous, I will say. The yeah. next time you talk to us, we are about to be we're about to be at Sens Dev Camp. So we'll have boots on the ground at Sens Dev Camp. I'm so excited. And you know what we're gonna play? Remind me next week to play the fo- the video I have on my phone of Parley holding the door. He thinks he's doing it for one person, and then the entire team walks by, and our buddy's literally standing there holding the door for and then he looks up. Who who's the big goalie? Was it Sogard? Yeah, it was Sogard's first dev camp. Yeah. And, and Parley looks and he's like looks up at him it's, it's all-time comedy so we'll play that remind me we'll play that in it's a good one so next time for today we say goodbye for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan this has been the locked on senators podcast it's your team every day <laughs>